Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live, where our mission is to provide you the information, education, and resources that can truly help you when caring for an elderly loved one. We provide you the facts in an educational way, and there is no other program like this program. I am so excited. I am so proud of this program. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Just want to thank you for joining me here today. I really and truly appreciate you and the time you spend listening to this program. As always, if you have questions about the program or how we may be able to help you and your family, we have a toll-free number. Write it down. Call it anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Again, that's 1-800-331-6445. Don't forget to visit the website online, Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. If you do visit online, be sure to connect with us uh, socially. We do a lot of communications uh, on social media, so uh, do not miss out on that. All right, so let's uh, let's start today with a couple of uh, save the date announcements. We have uh, two really good uh, free educational events coming up. So uh, the first one I want to share with you just briefly, and again, this is a save the date. We're going to call this a senior care symposium, and uh, we're going to discuss the benefits of long-term care insurance. And and we have four different companies represented here, uh, and we're going to cover a a large range of information. So it's going to be excellent. So the benefits of long-term care insurance, uh, my part of it is I'm going to cover how to remain independent at your home and then when to consider moving from home to a senior care community. And uh, I'll cover a lot of ground on that one. Then we're going to talk about another gentleman. Uh, we're going to talk about the levels of care offered at the various senior care communities. And then we'll bring it home with some excellent financial advisors. How do you pay for all of this? Do you use your own assets? Do you use exclusively use long-term care insurance or a combination of all of the above? Will Medicaid be required in your situation? What strategies do you need there? So a wealth of information. This is a free educational event. This will be held at the Sylvester Powell Community Center in Mission, Kansas. It'll be Thursday afternoon, November the 3rd from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. So Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday afternoon, November the 3rd, from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., we'll have some snacks and some drinks, and uh, you'll be able to register online or by phone. More information will be available very soon. I just wanted you to save the date. And then another one, uh, this is, as you know, uh, Judy Wechter and I, Crossroads Hospice, Crossroads Hospice Charitable Foundation, Senior Care Consulting and Senior Care Live. We have partnered up to provide quarterly free educational events, and this next one coming up, it's going to be 
Absolutely awesome. The total focus will be on Alzheimer's disease. It will be Wednesday, November the 16th from 9 a.m. to noon. So save that date and that time, Wednesday, November the 16th from 9 a.m. to noon. Show up at 8.30 for a free continental breakfast and uh, register, check in, get a seat, settle in. And then uh, it, this is going to be at the Matt Ross Community Center in Overland Park, Kansas. Matt Ross Community Center. Our speecher... Uh, <laughs> Can't talk. Our featured speaker for this event will be Dr. Jeff Burns, co-director of the KU Alzheimer's Disease Center. And he is a phenomenal speaker. And then, of course, our very own Judy Wechter uh, will also make a presentation at this event. You, look, you just don't want to miss it. Okay, We provide three free continuing education credits for our friends in healthcare, uh, nursing, social services, case management, etc. Uh, so you want to you want to sign up for that and get your three free educational events. Also, it's appropriate for the layperson, the family and friend caregiver, you will uh, receive a certificate of completion and attendance. And uh, it's just going to be uh, incredible. The last time we had Dr. Burns at one of these events, the room was overflowing. And there is a capacity, and, and we will not go over that. Okay, so we we will fill this up, and, and it's free of charge. That even makes it better. And so uh, just stay tuned for more information on how to register. That will be available here very, very shortly. But I'm really excited about both of those events and just wanted to share a save-the-date announcement on both of those uh, uh, with you. All right, let's get into a couple of topics that are near and dear to my heart. So let's define the various levels of care and uh, at the senior care communities and discuss exactly what they offer. So as you wade out into the market on your own, just expect confusion, expect to have a lot of sales pressure, expect to have a lot of uh, really contradicting information because it's just, it's a zoo. It's a mess. If you're going to do this on your own, and most people do, uh, it, it's just I, I'm going to try to provide some information here that will definitely help you. Uh, this is why more and more people are calling Senior Care Consulting to help you do this very efficiently. Go out and, boom, take care of this in, in just a part of the day, like four or five hours, and you're done, instead of 50 to 100 hours that most people spend doing this. All right, but let me help you out here. Independent living, we'll just touch on the basics here. Independent living is an apartment with one to three meals per day, uh, a full slate of activities that are available. You Obviously, you have your own space. There's a full kitchen in the apartment, so you can, you can continue to cook. But the idea here is to downsize from your home and not worry about typical home ownership issues and just relax and even have someone do uh, all or at least part of the cooking for you. The prices have really uh, increased quite a bit over the past 12 to 18 months. So today you can expect to pay about $2,500 per month on the low end to over, and you could easily go over $4,000 per month uh, on the higher end and uh, somewhere in the middle of that for the average. Uh, a lot of that depends on is it a studio, one bedroom, two bedroom, the size of the apartment, the number of meals, etc. So some have entrance fees. 
where you're writing a big check up front and then a monthly uh, maintenance fee. Some are rental only. And so uh, that is independent living. And then you move on to assisted living. And everyone's heard about assisted living. I personally think this is the most difficult one for the layperson to uh, to navigate, frankly. Um, and so it's an apartment with 24-hour care and support available. And they will help you out with your activities of daily living. So they can help you minimally or fully with some of these activities, such as bathing, dressing, grooming. They do all of your housekeeping. They do all of your laundry. Uh, they distribute your medications. That's a big one. That's a big one. But look, this is a social model. It's not a medical model. All right, And they do a lot for you, uh, but there are some limits to most of these places. Now, the the price of assisted living has really skyrocketed, I think, over the last 12 to 18 months. The average that you can expect to pay today is five to six thousand dollars per month. You can go way over eight thousand, approaching nine thousand dollars for assisted living, which is pretty shocking for being here in the middle of the country. These prices are approaching the nursing home level. I see no end in sight to these price increases. They will continue to increase them as long as the market will bear. And that's just how it's going to go uh, for a while here. So the challenge here is that assisted living is not a standardized model. Now, some offer very, very little support. Others offer practically a nursing home level of support and everything in between. They all don't offer the same thing. So, and again, I think this is the most difficult uh, one for for most people to navigate, and then you have the nursing homes. Uh, you have private and semi-private uh, rooms, and it has twenty-four hour uh, support for your activities of daily living and for your medical needs. And this is the most restrictive level of care, and uh, so it's uh, it's it's not much about your personal space, and it's mostly about the care provided for you. Now, you can expect to pay somewhere between about $6,000, $6,500. That's pretty typical for the Kansas City and expanded KC market area. Uh, that would be for a semi-private room. Uh, expect to pay on it, on average about 7500 to about 10000 per month for a private room in a nursing home. And uh, some of them are private pay only. Uh, many, many of them do accept Medicaid, uh, but uh, not all of them. Okay, so that that's a little bit of a wrinkle and a twist. And I recently priced out a private room in a nursing home at over thirteen thousand dollars per month. So that's that's just incredible. So that is the cost and what you can expect in a nursing home. Uh, and, and look, that's not politically correct, by the way, <laughs> right? It, it's the, the health center. It's the skilled nursing center. It's the long-term care center. I, most people still call it a nursing home. They, they, they realize, or they, excuse me, they, they, they still think uh, of the long-term care center, the health care center. They still think of it as a nursing home. So I'm, I'm not very politically correct sometimes. I'm trying my best. So for my friends in health care, uh, forgive me, I still call. I'm, you can teach an old dog new tricks, but it's just getting harder and harder. So sometimes I'll call it a skilled nursing center, uh, a health care community, et cetera, et cetera. More often than not, I'm still going to call it a nursing home. So sorry about that. So <laughs> anyway, uh, 
after the break, I'm going to break down a couple of other uh, levels of care and give you the pricing and what they offer. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Paying cash to a family member or friend to provide care for your aging parents in their home will cause a Medicaid eligibility penalty in the next five years. Is this statement true or false? Just think about that. True or false? And I'll give you the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. Again, that's 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, this program will stream to any electronic device. Very easy to do. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the Listen Live button, and it'll stream straight to your phone, your tablet, your computer, laptop, whatever you have. It's really that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Paying cash to a family member or friend to provide care for your aging parent in their home will cause a Medicaid eligibility penalty in the next five years. Is this statement true or false? And the answer is true. Yes, it is true. And I, I don't think it's right. I do not agree with this. I don't think it's right. But Medicaid will look back five years to see if you made any gifts or payments that will cause ineligibility. And that would result in uh, the penalty, and unfortunately, paying someone to provide care will cause a penalty. And again, I don't think it's right, but that is just how it works, uh, at least right now. However, if, and that's if, you have a care contract, you will not have a penalty. So I can just hear some red flags going up right now, like, uh-oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So if you're doing that, you need to contact a, a qualified, experienced elder law attorney have and just request a care contract. It's basically an employment agreement, and you can avoid every bit of that Medicaid penalty. So how about that? All right. So in the first segment, we talked about, uh, well, a couple of save the dates, and then we're defining the, the, the primary levels of care. There are more than this. I'm just going to touch on the main ones. So let's move on to memory care. Now, I can't tell you how many times I'll have someone say uh, they're, they're in an independent living in a, or, or maybe, uh, excuse me, an, an assisted living facility, and they have memory care. And we talk about, well, what if you need, you know, the higher level of care at the nursing home, like, like more of the medical model? Oh, well, they have memory care. I'm like, well, no, no, actually, that's not a nursing home level of care. 
That's memory care. And then they're very, very confused. So let me try to make this super, super simple. So we talked about the assisted living level where they'll help you with your activities of daily living. And it's more of a social model. And we talked about the nursing home where they'll help you with all of your activities of daily living, plus a tremendous amount of medical-based support. It's a medical model. Both of those levels of care can have memory care. And memory care is a special area of the building where cognitively impaired residents with Alzheimer's or dementia receive a special type of care for their unique and special needs. Right, So memory care can be offered at the assisted living level, at the nursing home, residential care, and the home plus levels of care, right? Is that confusing enough? <laughs> right? This is this stuff's confusing. That's why senior care consulting is busy. Uh, you can expect to add about five hundred dollars a month to maybe a thousand dollars a month onto that cost of assisted living or the nursing home for memory care. Typically, your staffing is going to be higher in that uh, in that special type of care. All right. So hopefully that's as clear as mud. <laughs> Again, if you have questions, call me. Uh, how, what about Home Plus? I, I just mentioned Home Plus just briefly. This is, uh, and, and I'll tell you, this is very, very common and very popular on both coasts. Uh, interestingly, we, we live in the center of the country, so it usually takes five, seven, ten years for some trends and business ideas, et cetera, to make it to the center of the country. So, it's kind of a blessing. You can see kind of what's coming and prepare for that. And we have just that. We have uh, many Home Plus providers here. And frankly, they, they got off to a little bit of a slow start. And now they are full. They're adding, expanding, and it's really exploding in our area. So this is a residential house that's been remodeled to accommodate up to a maximum of eight residents. Uh, more often than not, most of them stop at about six residents. But some of them can accommodate up to eight residents. And most of these Home Plus uh, homes in our area specialize in caring for residents with cognitive impairment, Alzheimer's or dementia. The cost is uh, somewhere around 6000 to, on the real high end, about 7500 And I'll, I'll have to tell you, that's two-person transfer. That's really pushing kind of a nursing home level of care there. Uh, talk about not institutional and a home-like environment. Uh, yeah, they got that covered. Uh, so uh, for a lot of people, this is a very good fit. And I'm working with more and more people, uh, especially couples, downsizing from their home and moving to a continuing care retirement community that offer all of the above, independent living, assisted living, the nursing home care, and most of them offer memory care. Some do not. Uh, a lot of these CCRCs, or continuing care retirement communities, are literally under one roof, so it's a very large, sprawling building, or some of them are in a campus style of a, of a uh, setup. So you've got maybe a, a building across the street or across the lawn, and you have multiple buildings. You have uh, independent living apartment complexes, freestanding villa homes and duplexes and fourplexes. Uh, some of these places are literally a, a community of of you know a, a few square miles so it's really interesting we have very good continuing care retirement communities here in our area most of them have entrance fees some do not entrance fees uh 90 80 70 percent may be uh, refunded uh, or returned to your estate upon your death uh, or returned to you if you choose to move uh, some others amortize two percent per month over 50 months 
Uh, it's uh, it, Look, my firm, Senior Care Consulting, we are helping more and more people with this type of an evaluation. And uh, this continuing care retirement communities can be even more complex of a decision than a freestanding uh, uh, building or provider. So if you're getting into that, uh, wow, you've got all kinds of moving parts, and that's why lots and lots of people are calling Senior Care Consulting. If you want to reach out, call us at 913-945-2800. That's SeniorCareConsulting.com online or by phone, 913-945-2800. All right. Let's shift gears, and I'd like to introduce my special guest today, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And Judy, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks. It's good to be here. All right. So we had a, we had a great, uh, and, and I know you heard the save the date for our upcoming free educational event. The last one was awesome, but and we only have about a minute to cover it, but we had a lot of uh, questions about what is the difference between palliative care and hospice care, and those two terms are, are used interchangeably, but they should not be. No. Um, all hospice care is palliative because it is symptom management and symptom control. However, hospice is exclusive to a person being in that um, last phase of life within what we expect to be about the last six months of life. Whereas palliative care um, doesn't actually have anything to do with end-of-life care. It is just treatment for someone with a disease process that's serious and needs symptom management. So you're, you're managing symptoms that may not be an uh, end-of-life situation. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is the little bit of a teaser. We're going to talk about uh, all sorts of really, really helpful information. So don't go away. And if you want to reach out to Judy and the good folks at Crossroads Hospice, here's the phone number, 816-333-9200, 816-333-9200. Ask for our friend Judy Wechter or anyone there at Crossroads Hospice. And don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are always standing by to take your call at 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you miss any of the any of the program or maybe you missed one last week or you want someone uh, to hear the information shared on Senior Care Live, no worries. After the fact, go to SeniorCareLive.com, go to the podcast tab, and then there you'll see all of the previously aired episodes. You just click the little play button and boom, you're in, and that way you'll never have to miss an episode of Senior Care Live. All right, back to my friend and special guest, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And if, okay, so we, we talk about difficult things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do. We're very educational, uh, very straightforward. Uh, sometimes it, 
it's a good idea to get your head out of the sand and figure out how can we make the best of the situation. So uh, if 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 we touch anyone, uh, if if we're if we're raising some red flags, if we're raising some interest, whatever the case may be, reach out to Crossroads Hospice. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal organization. 816-333-9200. 816-333-9200. And Judy, you cover the entire Kansas City metro area. Is that correct? Sure do. Both sides of the state line. And way extended from beyond there. Pretty much Columbia to Lawrence, St. Joe to Butler. There you go. That That's mm-hmm. a huge area. Yeah. And you drive every bit of it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> One of my not quite so favorite things. <laughs> yeah. So you put a lot of miles on your vehicle. So Yeah. it's it's. I, I just don't like that much time in the car. But yeah. Yeah. Um, luckily, there's there's frequent stops, and I run in. Sometimes I have mental whiplash changing topics right, yeah. every few hours, but that's okay. Right, right. Well, and you do just such a great job in in providing uh, education to groups uh, from you know civic groups to to medically based groups to mm-hmm. to uh, faith communities to I mean you you present a a broad range of excellent subject matter and I'm glad we're talking about this here today so we're talking about the difference between palliative care and hospice care a lot of people this may be new for them what do you palliative care what is that right yeah. so let let's just kind of repeat that and then kind of drill down into this well I know with um Hospice and palliative care being linked together by name. Most of the organizations that provide palliative care are part of a ho- either a hospice or they are part of an inpatient hospital system, like say KUMED or something uh-huh. like that. So when it comes up, it is frequently in a situation that is life limiting or someone has been through a serious medical event. So it doesn't mean that that it won't eventually need hospice, but the biggest difference is hospice is care that is looking at for people that are in their final months of life. It is primarily looking at someone whose disease process is probably going to last about another six months. And it doesn't mean that it might not go on longer than that. I mean, historically, you're going to live longer on hospice than you are without it. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother, um show. Yeah. So all of our hospice care is palliative care because it's, Symptom management, it's not curative. I can't fix what's wrong with you, but I can take care of you as you go through this end-of-life phase. And managing but, the symptoms could definitely, well, the first thing that comes to my mind is it's going to improve your quality of life. Oh, definitely. And it's and hospice is not just about dying well, but it's about living well until you die. We're, and, and that ties in a lot with um, palliative because the goal with palliative care is to improve the quality of life for not just the, the individual with a serious illness or the chronic disease, but also their family. But the difference with palliative care is that it is appropriate for anyone at any age or stage of a serious illness. It can be provided along with aggressive, assertive treatment intended to cure. And it is often underutilized uh, for conditions that are chronic, like heart disease, lung disease, kidney disease, MS, ALS, um, AIDS, cystic fibrosis, um, diabetes. I mean, if you're living, all of those are diseases that we can help manage, but we can't cure any of those. So when we look at palliative care, many people could have qualified and received a palliative care team as a part of their health care team 
for many years with their situation and just weren't aware that it existed or assumed that that meant, oh boy, um, I'm, I'm getting ready to go into that last six months and I'm not ready to look at that yet. So if someone has one of these many, many chronic long-term diseases mm-hmm. that and, and they're being treated, you're telling me that they could have palliative care right now? Oh, yes. And in addition to all the... All the care and and medical attention that they're receiving, they could have another layer. Sure, and and that's the the whole intent of palliative care is manage symptoms. So, for instance, if you have diabetes, even if you're a perfect diabetic, you you take your meds on schedule, you eat the right diet, you get all the exercise, you have a great home environment, you manage stress, you've, you've got great support systems, the disease is still going to progress you are still going to have damage and wear and tear on your body's vital organs as a result of having that disease. Mm -hmm. With palliative care, that individual could also have a palliative care team that at a minimum would include a palliative physician, a nurse practitioner, and a social worker. Now, if they needed additional resources, those would be brought in by that team. But the palliative care physician is going to help coordinate care with the other physicians so you have one person owning it because usually we have a primary care physician. Maybe they have an endocrine doc for their diabetes. They might also have a heart doctor. They might have somebody that they go to for um, you know, their knee surgery and hip replacement. Um, they might have a, a kidney specialist. You end up accumulating all of these different physicians for every body part that you own, and the palliative team helps to coordinate the care between all of those physicians, look at the symptoms that are being brought in from all of those different issues that are going on. The nurse practitioner comes out, sees the individual, they assess them, they have a higher skill set than just a, a basic registered nurse, so they're going to be able to identify things earlier on and help address those, coordinate care, bring in additional services, maybe it's physical therapy for strength or gait training, um, equipment training and needs. Maybe it's occupational therapy to help the person adjust their work or home situation to enhance their self-care, um, endurance tactics to maximize their ability to, to live independently and autonomously as things change and progress. And at the same time, the social worker's coming in and they're doing everything from supportive counseling to um, helping them with with guidance on decision-making processes and bringing in community resources. So maybe they need assistance with financial coverage or transportation or getting um, things taken care of around the home that they're not able to do for themselves any longer. And what it allows them to do is... um, It helps them with the strength to carry on with daily life. It improves their ability to tolerate their medical treatments. It helps them set goals for their future that lead to a a meaningful, enjoyable life based on what their goals are, what's important to them, and at the same time, help them think ahead about where this disease process is going to go and make plans for treatments based on their illness and and upon the course of, you know, the, the way their disease plays out. All right, so I am going to have to guess that this is a horribly underutilized service. Oh, tremendously. Most people... Now, why Why is that? Why? <laughs> well, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, most of us don't want to be frail or elderly or, or sick which or dead. Um, and the only option to not getting old or, or 
I mean, it's old or dead. I mean, those are your two two choices there. I, I, I'll take old. Yeah, me too. I'm okay with old. And we know that when you treat um, these disease processes, we used to die early on from these things, but but now we're able to live with them for a long time. And, and with a higher quality of life. Yes, even cancers. Um, cancer accounts for less than 40% of, of hospice patients. We have people that are living with cancers over and over again for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, um, it, it comes back repeatedly. The I, I know a person that is just near and dear to my family, and she survived breast cancer. She beat it. She mm-hmm. turned around and survived colon cancer, mm-hmm. beat it. She turned around and about a year ago survived another breast cancer, mm-hmm. beat it. And yeah. so she, this has just been ongoing. She is like triply blessed. It's it's phenomenal. It's not uncommon for chronic cancer to be a person's condition, meaning that they've lived with it a long time yep. and it comes back or resurfaces in other body um, parts. But that whole treatment process that goes with that disease brings about with it a lot of different symptoms and problems that are frequently caused by the treatments meant or intended to manage or cure the disease process. And And palliative care will look at all of that. The unfortunate part is that people tend to put it off until they're in a situation that is dire or catastrophic, and then it's, well, you know, maybe we should bring in the palliative care team. You just missed your your opportunity. Yeah, Uh, and you could have been doing it for the last several years. Yeah, yeah. Or decades in the case of some of us that, that have had multiple issues. So, okay. <laughs> so I'll guarantee you there are, there are thousands of people right now and the light bulbs going off like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I could be getting palliative care covered by my insurance, covered by Medicare, Medicare. et cetera. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and it's just extra care that will increase my quality of life. What in the heck am I waiting for? So if that is you, call Crossroads Hospice immediately, 816-333-9200, 816-333-9200. We'll have a lot more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. Four, five. Back to my friend and special guest, registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice, Judy Wechter. And Judy, I'll guarantee you, I can, I can see the light bulbs. I can feel them. Light bulb moment. Uh, a, uh, oh my gosh, you're kidding me moment. Like a, mm-hmm. this new realization. So if you would, because you, you kind of cranked through that list of diseases, uh, that long-term chronic diseases where you have the disease management, like you talked about cystic fibrosis and some of these things. W- would you kind of go through that list again? And for our listeners, l- just just listen. If you or someone you know 
if are dealing with one of the diseases that Judy mentions, you qualify for palliative care. It doesn't cost you anything out of your pocket. It's covered by Medicare. It's extra medical care. They can even come to your home. You don't even have to leave. Why would you not call Crossroads and ask for palliative care? So, Judy, give us give us that list of uh, of the number of long term chronic diseases, uh, and and so that we can kind of link this up together. Basically, anything that I can't, for lack of a better description, um, give you a pill to make it go away, like an infection, or a surgery where I can cut it out, like a bad gallbladder. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at everything from congestive heart failure, uh, any heart disease, lung disease, emphysema, COPD, cystic fibrosis, MS, ALS, diabetes, asthma, um, arthritis, any chronic condition that you live. People with um, a history of compression fractures in their back. Um, because of the pain and, management with that one. Yeah, and the mobility issues and the pain meds and the constipation that comes from that. Constipation mm-hmm. is a symptom yeah. that, that comes with many diseases along with people being short of breath or they're fatigued or they have anxiety, they're exhausted, they've got depression, which is a normal response to finding out you've got Parkinson's and sure. starting to lose function. Yeah. Um, the problems with sleep, um, any of these long-term serious medical conditions. If, if you had to write it down on a piece of paper to, when they ask you, do you have any medical conditions that we need to know about? Are you being treated for anything? Or you check or one of those boxes. Yeah, yeah. anything it's, that's... Are, if are you, you managing check- anemia? Are you, are you are you chronically anemic? Do you have? If you checked a box <laughs> on, yeah. on any of those, any of those long term chronic diseases that will not be cured, you're just going to manage it. And you Alzheimer's. Can, yeah, you can live for years and years, maybe decades, with a lot of these diseases. Yeah. You qualify for palliative. Care. Why would you not call Crossroads Hospice and request palliative care? Now that has to be ordered by a physician. There's a process. But look, if, if this is getting your attention, call Judy, call the good folks at Crossroads Hospice and request palliative care. 816-333-9200. That's Kansas or Missouri. I'll just give you the main Missouri number, but it's, it's good for our entire area. 816-333-9200. 9200 it's covered by medicare mm-hmm. you can come to someone's home they don't even have to leave their home right they don't have to come in for another doctor's appointment and when they're you, when someone is is living healthy with a serious condition and able to manage it they may not need this right away but you start throwing in two or three other things now you've got high blood pressure and you've got hyperthyroid and you've got you start adding these in and you've got medicines for this and you've got oh, medicines yeah. for that and you, yeah and pretty soon you're you're trying to manage all these pieces and remember what each doctor explained and how it all fits together palliative care is the one that comes in and brings in a team that helps you understand your treatment options and your listen to you about what your goals of treatment are and help you control the symptoms so that you are in charge of, of what you what you want things to look like and to help you deal with the side effects of not just the medications and the treatment, but also of the 
future? Where is this going to lead? What what do I need to be watching for? What things can I do to prevent those type of problems? And it allows a person to have a lot more control by improving their understanding, not just about the choices of treatment for that present condition, but to anticipate their future needs. Can I make a confession right right here on the radio? Uh-oh. <laughs> This could get bad. So, no, no, no. It's 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 PG. So, okay, okay. <laughs> many years ago, when I helped operate a Medicare certified home health agency, uh-huh. and we provided physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, skilled nursing services, yes, uh, uh, wound care services, post surgical follow up, patient education, all the stuff covered under Medicare. Okay. I'm sitting here thinking of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of patients that we served, and every one of them could have qualified for palliative care. And frankly, way back then, I I didn't know about palliative care. If I would have known, I would have called every one of them and suggested that they request palliative care. Well, and I'll I'll give you get out of I'll give you a get out of jail free card. Thank you on that one. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Because. Well, but as young as you are, it couldn't have been that far back. I am very but. young. I am very young. And thank you, by the way. You're welcome. But <laughs> we really haven't had some of the, the conditions that we're able to live with as long as we do until these last few, you know, couple of decades, in the last 20 years or so. Yeah. We would have died from these issues. Um but now we're able to manage these symptoms. We have a lot of medical interventions that are much less invasive than what they were previously. And the long-term effects are that we are living longer with those diseases. The truth is they're going to continue to progress and we're going to have continued decline. But to be able to coordinate this care with your health care providers is very beneficial. And it's very beneficial for the physicians as well because they frequently are very appreciative of the fact that they have someone else in there that can help to coordinate the care and ensure that people that are high risk for repeat hospitalizations are not ending up back in the hospital unnecessarily over and over again. And, you know, we joke sometimes about certain diagnoses being frequent flyers. Well, it's just because it's a very unstable diagnosis and they require a lot of oversight and management. This is that. They don't have to be going to the emergency room all the time. They could have palliative care that would help them stay on top of those things and prevent those avoidable rehospitalizations. And if I'm a hospital and I'm getting uh, the giant fines for this readmission within right. a, a short period of time, I'm ordering palliative care on, on every person that I can because, first of all, it's best for the patient. Best mm-hmm. for the individual, and you have extra assistance, but it also is going to reduce my readmission numbers. Again, why isn't everyone receiving palliative care? It kind of blows my mind. Well, this is, this yeah. is a no-brainer. And the doctors typically appreciate that, and the hospitals too, because we're providing extra time and information to their patients that, that they really can't do in the type of practice they have. All right, and then some of the uh, some of the positive effects: uh, uh, pain is reduced, uh, distressing symptoms uh, such as nausea, shortness of breath, uh, communications uh, is improved, emotional support improved. I mean, there are so many positive benefits of palliative care, folks. If we have if we've tripped your trigger, I, I'll guarantee you, I can see, I can just feel light bulbs going off all over the region. Call. Judy, call Crossroads Hospice, 816-333-9200, 816-333-9200.
And Judy, thanks so much for sharing this. This is awesome information. I'm glad to be able to get the message out there. Thanks. All right. Wow, that went fast. <laughs> so, to everyone listening, I am so honored that you spent part of your day tuning into this program. Thank you very, very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.